and welcome to the latest issue of the Three Old Geeks podcast. I am joined once again by the usual cast of uh, characters here. First of all, the numbers guy, the keeper of the inner sanctum, the evil genius Keith of Keith's Comics. Keith, how are you? Oh, I'm excited. Excited, excited. That makes one of us. And of course, <laughs> I'm flapping. I'm joking, Brian, right now as we speak. The man with the hole in his collection, the clown prince of collecting, the art guy, and the dirty old geek. Brian needs one. Brian, how are you? I'm wonderful. Domo arigato. Wow. <laughs> just giving away the whole subject right in the opening, huh? We're doing no, sticks? Mr. Robot. No, I'm just trying to get into it. Okay. Trying to be excited. Just like Keith. Yeah. All right. Well, I am uh, I am the words guy. I'm the world's oldest kid sidekick. My name is Lance, and welcome to another issue. So, uh, so Brian, you got some news for us this week? I do. This was a uh, a week of for me personally, super highs and super lows. Yeah. Uh, so we'll start off with the happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Harley! Happy birthday to you! Yeah, she made her debut on uh, September 12th, I believe it was, 1992. So she's 28 years old. She's 28 years old, which makes her just old enough for me. Yeah, if you were a total pervert, like the way you are and stuff like that. So old enough. Well, I think, that you, I think you, you just answered it. Yeah, well, pretty much. <laughs> she's half your age. She's half Mental your age. maturity? She's too old for it. <laughs> Yeah. Happy birthday, Harley. I love you. And then, uh, unfortunately, we lost uh, one of the greats this week. Yep. Uh, Diana Rigg. Yeah. God rest her soul. I thought y'all might have something to say. Moment of silence. I've I've got something to say, but I'm going to say it at the end of the segment. Oh, okay. Okay. And what was the third thing? There was another third thing that you guys mentioned. That I <laughs> well, forgot. I mentioned that my favorite currently running show on TV got canceled. Venture Brothers got Venture canceled. Brothers got yes. canceled. And that will uh, that will hurt many people. Uh, Me being included. I'm sorry, dear. I'm sorry. I don't yeah, it was a tough week. It was a tough week this week. To appreciate the years you had. No, there are there is eight seasons of it. That See, I'm going yeah. to start, start rewatching. So yeah, it's not like it's Firefly. We'll deal with it. we'll deal with that in an upcoming okay. issue. Uh, I am done. That there really was. There's not a lot of news coming out of anywhere yeah. right now. All right. And... When's Fandom Two? Fandom Two. That is out? Uh, this. That was yesterday. Okay. Oh no, that was the twelfth. What is today? The thirteenth. Thirteenth. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was yesterday. So, so I haven't seen any news, news coming out of it. Uh, we'll well, get some. That's a scary thing. It happened yesterday. No news. People are probably still absorbing it. It takes a while for YouTube videos to get made. <laughs> You know what? I, I, I fucking turned it on two weeks ago, and it was Batman in different languages. I watched about ten minutes of it, and then my wife woke me up. Jesus Christ, no, I didn't check it out, okay? I thought I'd wait for the highlights. <laughs> Sorry. Fuck. I don't watch sports either. I just like the highlights. Just show me the good shit. I don't need 55 fucking minutes of guys scratching their ass looking to flip coins. No, just show me the good hits. Show me the touchdowns. That's all I want to see. Go on. Only one thing to say in a week like this. Mrs. Peel, we're needed. All right, so for our uh, continuing celebration of our love of the 1980s when it comes to film, 
We are uh, listing our top three favorite films from the year 1985. So with 15 minutes on the clock, gentlemen, what are your favorite films from 1985? Go ahead, Brian. Kick us off. Okay, I'm going to start with number three for me. Son of a bitch! Oh, sorry. (laughs) There were a lot of boobs in this one. No, I'm kidding. Do tell. (laughs) Do tell. Uh, No, uh, for me, it's a film I've mentioned before. uh, Terry Gilliam's Brazil. Yes, Yes, and uh, I still I still got to dedicate some time to to watching that one. So uh, Robert De Niro, Robert De Niro is a rogue. Dude, you sold me just with that. It's fucking great. It's a great movie. Uh, it's a great take on the bureaucracy. So Brazil will be, and it's Terry Gilliam. So it's got a, just a. It's got that wacky. Weird, yeah, he does. He does world building like um, Tim Burton. Yes, where it's it's the world is not right. But you can so buy into yeah. it pretty quickly. No, totally, totally. It's realistic surrealism. Yes. Ooh, look at the oh. big brain on Keith. I stole this card. <laughs> you touched it. <laughs> All right. Well, continuing on with your go card. Ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's see. Uh, okay. Your card holding. Guy. Okay. Uh, I rubbed it on you. <laughs> Dear God. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Chevy Chase. Probably his finest film. Fletch. I absolutely wow. adore that movie. I, I love that movie. movie. That's funny. I mean, yeah, he is funny in that. He, he's like a mile a minute. There's a he's you know just like the, the wisecracking. This was the year of uh, <coughs> Chevy Chase. Wasn't yeah, it? he was yeah. Uh, he was fantastic in this one. All those stupid disguises. You know, oh, he was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah this no. was uh, him at his height. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it was. Uh, okay. Well, what was the comedy too thrown out there? Uh, Chris Farley, David Spade. Tommy Boy. Did that come out this year? Is that 85? I, I thought this was, unless it was a different Tommy Boy, which it might be, and I'll take it off. <laughs> I, I don't, I, you're no, right. No, that was the porn. Let's do, wait. Oh, was it? Okay. Coming from our porn that's, expert. That's Tommy Man. Uh, okay. I, I just saw Tommy Boy. Uh, you, no, that was 10 years later. Okay. So I'm, I'm That was 10 years oh, off. Okay, Keith, so you, okay. Get the, you get a, you get I a get do-over. A, redo, you get a, a mulligan. A mulligan. Uh, I'll go with, uh... Do you know what they call a cabbage shop owner? <laughs> Goes to college for eight years. A doctor. <laughs> they just call him a comic shop owner. They call him a comic shop owner. We don't, ha- we don't get degrees. Uh, uh, okay, now I know this one came out, I think. Uh, thank you, internet, for ruining my show. Um, fuck Google! <laughs> I will go, uh, all-star cast, uh... Funny movie had four different endings. Oh, cool. cool. Okay. Well, yes. You know, anytime you got Tim Curry, uh, Michael McKean, Michael McKean uh, Susan Sarandon. You know, you can just stop with Tim Curry. Yeah. Now, t- t- you you brought up the this actor makes anything he's in, but yes, Tim yes. Curry makes anything Everything. he's in. Oh, and he's the focal point, and he's funny as hell, and it's a it is it is a mystery behind it too. Yes. That's a cool part. It's not just uh, slapstickiness. It's got a no, lot. but it was funny. It's too. got more depth yes. to it. Yes. Now, um, you being the DVD guy, did they come out with a DVD that has all yes, four endings? Yes, the DVD on it? Right. runs the endings concurrently when you get to the end. It could have happened this way, or it could happen. But this is the way it really happened, and so yeah. Okay. It, which is cool because you go, I saw that one in the theater. That was the only bad part. You couldn't find a way to go see yeah. them all in the theater at the time. 
because you I went to two different theaters, <laughs> different theaters entirely, and it was same ending. I'm like, I drove to Ohio because they had that ending, a different ending in Ohio. Did they? No, I'm fucking kidding. Of course, they didn't drive to Ohio. It was '85. What? You were 13. I could have. I could have. I could have. No, I was. I was 19. Okay. Yeah. All right, Brian. What do you got for your next one? For the next one, I am going to go with what I think is is really one of the finest fantasy films. Um, Matthew Broderick. Yep. You mentioned this Pfeiffer, before. Yeah. Rutger fucking Hauer. Yeah, and a rare good guy role. Oh, and rare, a rare good guy role. Um, the forbidden, the unobtainable love. And story. I can't remember who plays the cardinal in it. I know he's but great. But I love that guy. Yes. Uh, but uh, Patrick Broderick as or as the mouse. Uh, Matthew. Yeah, we have Matthew and Patrick. And, and by Sorry. the way, the, the movie we're talking about, we haven't mentioned the title yet. Is Lady Hawk? So I didn't mention the title. No, you didn't. Lady Hawk. Oh yeah, he turns into the wolf by day or by night, and she's the hawk by day. Uh, and they never get to see each other. And they never. Yeah, just about when they get to touch, they yeah. change. Uh, but um, Michelle Pfeiffer is stunning in this movie. Uh, Matthew Broderick is probably right, yeah. at the top of his game. As far as just, he nails the funny, he nails the dramatic. Uh, oh, it's got your boy Leo McKern. Leo McKern. Uh, and the uh, the is. bishop is John Wood, who I've never heard of. You've seen him. Yeah, I, I, it's been a while since I've seen this one, so I'll, I'll have to watch you, it. Yes, yeah. you've seen him. Uh, you know him. It's like my wife and what's his name. You know him. Uh, but... Uh, just a great fucking movie. Go on. I've taken too much time. Yeah, you have? Okay. Um, I will... Uh, the, the teenage comedy of this year, the, the one that everyone watched and loved, I showed my daughter Breakfast Club. Oh, yes. oh yeah. It, it, you know, John Hughes, again, is able to tell great stories with... Well, they might not have been children. They were... But about teenagers. Yes. And, and it's just... Uh, uh, you got a mi- such a mixture of kids, and it works together. You, it's believable. You, you normally you stick all these different uh, clicks in together, and you, you never think it worked. But the way he did it, it was believable. Yeah, they all got and along. And didn't didn't everybody in high school have that one friend that kind of like didn't fit in? Was like, it was out of your was out of your click? It, yeah. It's it's so nailed the the different clicks at the time in high school. Yeah, uh, perfectly. And then and then uh, getting into their different uh, issues, hangups, and yeah, yeah. And I was at an age. Well, we were all at the age uh, when that came out. That that just it spoke to you. It really, yeah. Did. yeah, it, yeah. We had just gotten out of high school. Like I said, I showed my daughter. She loved it. I mean, you know, it's it's not just an eighties film. It and works. Uh, brilliantly acted. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, this really is the, well the, a lot of the Brat Pack in this one. Yes, yeah. I think this is where the Brat pack. pack came from. Yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so. Okay. What's yours? Uh, okay, I'm going to stick with uh, the kind of young person one in this one. Oh, uh, one of my absolute all-time favorites, uh, Real Genius. Great yes. movie. Fantastic movie. I think we mentioned it several times. Yes. This year had, this year had uh, like three or four of these... Uh, the science. The science, I, science. I, I didn't want to cheat because another one. There's another great one. There's two other. Well, there's another great one. Oh, there's one, another real good one. Yeah. But so um, yeah, just like uh, I, I've read a bunch of stuff about this movie. It was literally the the screenwriter went to 
poly, you know, Cal Polytech, and like a lot of this stuff was based off of like like the whole like freezing the floor and a lot of the pranks and stuff like that. They actually were, did that. They stuff. actually the guy did that living stuff. in the basement. Hollyfeld. Hollyfeld. Yes. <laughs> Laszlo Hollyfeld. Build up Seventy eight percent of the. <laughs> The guy's fucking brilliant. Yes. He was brilliant in that role. Well, I knew his name and I can't think of it right now, but yeah, he uh the girl that they had playing Yeah, she was real she was real like yes. manic and yeah. stuff yeah. like that. And then uh there's like quote like, you know, I revenge is a moral imperative. I still use that one to this yes. day, you know. It's a no, it's one of my all time favorite Can you comments. pound a Deborah Foreman. Can, yeah. can you pound a four-inch nail, nail through, through, a, through your, with your, your penis. penis? A girl's got no, standards. No, but I'm willing to learn. <laughs> And then the, 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 the guy who always plays the dick, the the, the William Atherton. Yeah, there you go. Thank yeah. you. He was the go-to asshole in the eighties. Yeah. He was yeah. the reporter in Die Hard. And yes, yeah, he was. Uh, he, he was the go-to asshole in in the eighties. All right, Brian. What's your last? Uh, what's your last? Film? My last one for me, um, because I, I am a huge uh, fan of the actor in this, even though it was cultural appropriation. Now today. Uh, I would still say go see this. Uh, Remo Williams. Oh, one of the most underrated action films of all time. Joel Gray, yeah, as uh, Chun, as Chun, the Korean master of Shinanju. Yeah, unfucking believably good movie. Yes, and what is it, Fred? Fred Williams as as Remo. Not Fred Williams. Fred, Fred uh, Ward. Fred, Fred Ward. Ward. Fred Thank Will- you, Fred Williams. Different guy. Different guy. Not the same man no. uh, as Fred Ward. And Absolutely what's her, uh, no. Captain, uh, what's her name? Uh, from Voyager was the, the, the. Kate Mulgrew? Kate Mulgrew was the, the, the soldier girl. Yes. Uh, Wilford Brimley. Yeah. Wilford Brimley is the CIA guy or the unnamed agency guy. Uh, I've never read the books. I have not. Yeah, either. it's the it's the destroyer or something. The destroyer series. Yeah, uh, I have not read them. Pennington and uh, those thing. I don't know. Uh, I have not read them. If the books are are any indication that where the movie came from, they have to be brilliant. I should read them. Fucking great. Fucking great. Love All right, it. Keith. What's your uh, what's your last one? Well, I I touted this movie all the time. It's uh, just one of my favorites. Uh, it's just so silly and goofy. It, it's it's better off dead. Oh, Savage John Steve. Savage, Savage Steve, Steve Holland. It is just such a, I mean, $2. I mean, <laughs> he's like the anti John Hughes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's another guy that sets up these really, this really weird, believable, like kind of. Fantasy, bizarre, bizarre, world. Yeah, and it's, yeah. but it, you're, it's like 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 you, like you said, the two dollars into it, and yeah, two dollars. And correct the, me if I'm wrong. This is the Van Halen, Van Halen hamburger animation, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and yeah, and and the thing, um, his comedies aren't. There's nothing mean about his comedies. Like you know what no, I'm saying? There's. No. It's not like it's. Well, you always have the mean guy. You always have the 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 jerk, the blonde yeah. jerk, the the 1980s. Johnny Standard, from yeah. Karate Kid, blonde jerk, and I don't know why they're all blonde, but they're they are, and it's uh, I don't know if he got beat up by some kid in school, but they're all like the same guys, but it is it is too difficult to explain. Just go see it. Yeah, you if have you don't to. like it, call me at the store and bitch at me. I don't care. It's wonderful. Yes. Okay. 
Um, the last, there's so many good movies, and there's so many good bad movies this year. Uh, but I'm gonna go with the la- to me the last great classic western. Oh, I love this movie, Silverado. Yes, I've always said it's a superhero western. It's yes. it's a it's a 1950- Avengers. It's yeah, yes. it's a 1950s western with 1980s sensibilities. Uh, Kevin Costner, Kevin Klein, um, John Glenn. Da- Scott Glenn, Scott, Scott Glenn, Glenn, Danny Glover. I mean, like John Cleese has got a bit part in it. Goldblum's in it. Uh, the bad guys, Brian Dennehy. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum's got a bit part in it. It's just like Brian Dennehy makes everything. He yeah, he's does. another yeah, guy that he really, guy. He, he just, really makes again, everything. Again, playing ever. a Dick Sheriff. Yeah. And then what's her face? Who's uh, the bartender? Oh, 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 oh. She's uh, on CSI or NCIS. Yes, the she's a real short. Hurt. Uh, no, not hurt. What's her? Uh, she la, was in Year of Light Being Dangerously. Yes. She was. Anyway, this is not going to be great for radio, but. Uh, no, it's great. It's okay. We, we do this. We're 15 minutes. Let's. Uh, la, la, Linda, la, la. Linda, some, Linda, Linda Hunt. Bjorn Linda Hunt. Linda Hunt. All right. Well, they need oh. Google. Okay. All right. No, I love her. Yes. I, know. I fucking She's love her. Great. She is so good. And that character is great in it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Fahey, well, two too. minutes left on the clock, boys, and there's a lot to talk about here. Oh. Are we just going to list now? You know what? I, I wanted to go with Legends. Uh, Tom Cruise. Legends. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tim fucking Curry, Curry again. Devil. Curry. Two yeah. movies that year. Oh. Vision Quest. Just the soundtrack. Sorry. Color Purple. Yes. Keith, you'd mentioned this one before, To Live and Die in L.A. with one of the best, yes. Yes. Freaking, one of the best car chasers ever. Uh, Return of the Living Dead. Yes. yes. Which established that zombies eat brains. Brains. Uh, that was so yeah. well done. Yes. Um, so in the, in the science vein, uh, Weird Science came out this Weird year. Weird Science, yeah. Uh, and I'll be the horny. I'll be I'll be Brian on this one. Kelly LeBrock, man. Kelly yeah. All right. You also my science project. Yeah, a that's known. a distant third, dude. I know. That's what I said. That's why I said there's a great one and there's a good one. Uh, young Sherlock Holmes, which I think is so underrated in the Sherlock. Oh, Holmes. Young Sherlock Holmes is fantastic. Yes, that one's yes. really good. I know it's low hanging fruit, but you got Rocky Four. Oh yeah. You oh got, no. You got Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Back to the Future. My one of my favorites. Well, yeah, we have Back to well, you Back to the Future. Goonies. Goonies. Yes. Um, Commando. Oh, fucking commando. All right. Well, I got to get my uh, my kung fu movies in here. Last Dragon. Last Dragon. I knew one it. of the That's wildest, greatest show enough. Show enough. Who's the Shogun uh, of Harlem? Who's the Shogun? Show enough. Yeah. Uh, That's and a then great movie. two of the greatest cheesy kung fu movies of all time: American Ninja and Jim Kata. If you are in a bad <laughs> mood, Kata. if you are in a bad mood, watch these two movies. They're so fantastically bad. All right, well, that's 1985 in a nutshell. Let us know what your favorites are. I still had like 14. I had. You know what? And we didn't even so bring up the second Chevy Chase movie, which was Spies Like Us. Yes, Spies Like Us, which is. I laugh every time I see that. All right, for this week's edition of the Three Old Geeks Top Three list. And sticking kind of with the main topic here, gentlemen, I pose you this question with 15 minutes on the timer. Name your top three favorite anime series. Wait, is that Japanese cartoons? Japanese cartoons, and we we are the first generation to grow up with Japanese. We brought this up in the past, that we are the first generation to be exposed to Japanese mass media. 
So, uh, what are some of your favorites? Thank God we were. You know what? I'm going to start off with the first one, and I'm sure that it may make either your list because it was it was an early one, but I, I absolutely loved it, and that was Battle of the Planets. Okay, yeah. Is, yeah. I, I figured somebody was going to take Battle that one. But that's yeah. To me, that's whatever the, the first one. That's the one that I remember besides. I'm sure somebody else is going to have the other one. Yes, but, uh, I do. It's the As first sure one you uh, yes. that you realize there was something different with anim- that could be done with animation. Yes. And, and uh, definitely had like a superheroic flavor to it, you know, with the costumes and all that kind you of stuff. You know what? Having grown up on Saturday morning uh, cartoons, which we all did, uh, which were fine, uh, they devolved, but it was a big deal growing up. To see anime, yeah, it was like watching cartoons on another level. Yeah. Well, they it, had it, ongoing stories. They had deeper stories than... than... Is Scooby gonna catch the bad guy? Yeah. Well, but it wasn't. It wasn't the flat. Um, there were angles, and there was action, and there was. It was dynamic. It was yeah. dynamic, and the and the the designs were cool. Yeah. And the, the characters were, holy fuck! It wasn't Scooby Doo. It wasn't the flat. Yeah. You know, running through the house. Yeah, with the same backgrounds yes. and stuff like yes. that. Yeah. There was some thought put in. There it. was. It was. Yeah. It was. Uh, animation on steroids and it was it's stunning stunning and battle of the planets yeah it was one of the first okay okay <clears throat> keith you want to go I, I you know i this is gonna be on everyone's list and and uh akira so when ah really started all right well, well we'll talk get a little yeah. deeper into akira a little bit later here but yeah that's but brilliant yeah really it, it, it was the first one i remember being in the theater yeah you could go uh, mainstream theater you didn't have to go to music box Anything else? It's funny, yeah, because I didn't think of them as movies yeah. as much as the series. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it, Akira was the first. That's a yeah. movie? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I read the comics first because Mar- I believe Marvel. Marvel put them out. Marvel came out with comics, and I read the comics, and they had ended in comics, so I went to see the movie to find out how it ended because they, had, oh. they hadn't finished it over yes. there yet when the movie was made. He finished it for the movie. Oh, and okay. so that was a cool point. Yeah, I had to go find out an ending because I've been reading this thing and it just stopped. And you're like, "What?" The and fuck? the manga is uh, so beyond brilliant and yes. just stunning, fucking stunning. Oh, we're gonna we'll be here for hours if we want to start talking manga because no. I'll go into Lone Wolf and Cub and, and the oh. cultural significance of that. But anyways, yeah. all right. Um, let's see here. I'm gonna start off with um, one that it's I. I just started watching it again, and it's it's I can't make up my there's it's that weird that weird anime flavor where there's like this these really kind of wacky comedic elements, and then the other end of the spectrum is like the action stuff in it is like oh my god unbelievable. Uh, I don't know if you guys either one of you guys have seen it is uh, is Trigun, which is uh, a kind of a it's a it's literally an outer space western. It's got this guy, uh, Vash the Stampede, the humanoid t- typhoon, and he is uh, the like deadly. It's, he's the deadliest gunslinger on this planet, <clears throat> but he's got amnesia, so he's like this really wacky guy for most of it until he starts figuring things out, and then he realizes he is the deadliest. It's this, and it's just again these wow. these extremes. Of like this wacky animation and all the wacky you know anime faces and stuff like that and like there's a cat in every scene and it's making wacky faces but then like they have this other character uh, Nicholas D Wolfwood who's like this reformed gunslinger and he has this weapon called the Cross Punisher and he's literally pr- pretends he's a priest and this is the cross that he has to bear 
He it's wrapped up in a cloth. When he goes into action, he whips off the cloth. It's this gun, the size of a crucifix. One end of it is a rocket launcher. The other end of it opens up, and it's a machine gun. And then the arms of the cross, like the two short arms of the cross, he bangs the center. They open up, and there's a dozen automatics. It's it's absolutely the craziest thing I've ever seen. It and again, if you can tolerate the goofy ends of the spectrum on this, it's one of the best things <laughs> I've ever seen. I'm living the goofy ends of the spectrum, so I'm good. Try you gun. are the goofy end of the spectrum. Yes, Try gun. T R I G U N. It's fantastic. Yes. I've I've seen it. I've never watched it. I've All never right. heard of it. All right, Brian, what's your uh, what's your next one? Okay, so my next one is going to be it's the same thing. It's got the goofy elements and it's got the serious. Okay, uh, which they do so well and and but it's uh, Rosario Vampire. I don't know if you've seen it. I've not seen it. It no, uh, a kid it. signs up for a boarding school. It turns out to be a boarding school for monsters. He doesn't know it. Oh, cool! They don't know he's not a monster. Um, so the rest of the the class is like a bunch of monsters, like vampires and stuff. Yes. Like that? Okay. Cool. And uh, witches and um, how do we spell that? Rosario. Oh, Rosario. Like, like Rosario. R O S A R I O. And then there's a little plus sign, vampire. Um, he falls in love with this girl who's a vampire. Uh, she becomes a super vampire, and is a big deal. Um, but he, for the, he's the goofy element yeah. in it, and then he has these three—they're high school girls who are chasing him, and he always ends up in these weird, way inappropriate things where he's trying to get away from them, and they're throwing themselves at him, and and he always gets caught by Rosario Vampire. And uh, are they like the brides of Dracula, sort of the three? Thing? No, okay. one's a no. They're all uh, squishy, big boob girls who, okay, yeah, who are attacking him constantly. Wow, I, I I wonder why you like this one, Brian. You know what? The one thing that that uh, anime has that American um, American cartoons don't is fan service, and you can be on either side of the fence on whether or not you like fan service. Rosario uh, Rosario Vampire has fan service in it. Um, so if you're against that, don't watch it. It's not the big part of it. It's not the main story of it. Uh, the girl is pretty cool. Uh, the vampire, it, that aspect is awesome. So, uh, but yeah. Okay. Keith, what, what's your next one? I'm an old geek, so everything I have now is old. Um, Star Blazers, which was uh, the English adaptation of Yamato Space, was it Battleships? Battleship, Space Battleship Battle, Yamato, Space yeah. Battleship, yeah. So I, I just and that was one of the first cartoons like I remember I don't I can't remember if I watched the whole thing but I remember there was an it was like an ongoing storyline yes line. every every day there was a new one I remember having to run to school it's the only reason I'm not five hundred pounds because because I'd watch and then I had fifteen minutes to go like two miles to get to school <laughs> but I didn't want to I didn't. It, as soon as it ended, I was out the door, but I would not leave before it was over because I could. I just had to watch it, and that was what nineteen seventy nine or nineteen seventy eight. Oh, wow, yeah. so, no, it's yeah. and it's one of the first ones that they imported to America. So again, you yeah, know, be, yeah. us being the first generation to kind of be exposed to Japanese mass media, so, I, yeah, that's a that's a actually. I just love the ship with the big gun in the and middle. Yeah, the uh, me, uh, the motion wave gun. Yeah, motion wave gun. It was uh, they it was named Argo, I think, when they had it here. It was, yeah, it was a Yamada. Because that ship was, they made out of, and they c- called it Argo. Because well, no, because Greek and, mythology. Yeah, that's Greek mythology, and then uh, unfortunately, uh, the battleship Yamato was one of the battleships that attacked Pearl Harbor. So I have a feeling they probably oh, yeah modified oh, yeah, it to, to, to yeah Americanize it a little bit type of thing. And All right, they're, 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 they're saving the earth. 
from the Gamelons. Yeah. Wow, look at you. Okay. I remember Holy this one. Fuck. Wow. Yeah. I haven't seen this in 78. Yeah. So Some things st- stick with you. All right, I'm, uh, here's another one, and it's a more recent one, and it's one of those ones where I stumbled into it just recently because I, I, I was bored out of my mind, and i checking out Hulu. It's got a bunch of great anime stuff on it. Um, and this one is... I am kicking myself that I did not get into this earlier because it's literally if Philip K. Dick, John Woo, and John Wayne all drank a bottle of whiskey one night and decided to make an anime, uh, Cowboy Bebop. Absolutely. I mean, cyberpunk film noir, John Woo gunfights, great, like, gangster stuff, great, like, you know, film noir out of the past stuff, great um, starship design. Uh, the opening sequence is one of my favorite of all. It is my one of my new favorites of all times. It's got this great like jazz thing with this crazy uh, opening, like seventies opening shots and stuff like that. The characters are great. Um, great science fiction. Uh, I can't recommend enough. I'm only halfway through it, so you know. But everything that I've seen up to to episode sixteen has been fantastic. Uh, and again, there's a wacky. Um, hacker named as a girl named ed edward or whatever and that's the comic relief and they've got a, a little dog and stuff like that so it, it's got these really serious elements and then every once in a while they do some goofy stuff too which is kind of in the the japanese style so weird story i own it i've not seen it because the, the ones i have are not dubbed and oh, dude the, seriously as, uh, you, as, you as can't you play said, it you can't play it while the store you can't play it I know, in the store well, I couldn't anyway but there's the, but there's the the one on on uh, hulu is, is, is the dubbed. english language okay, version. Yeah. the english language version like the actors are great because I, I can't i i don't watch tv more than listen to it so hearing a bunch of it just doesn't work for me Sorry, all right brian what's your racist. uh what's your third one I was just gonna say, there's a reason why Cowboy Bebop makes the top of the anime lists on most. It's, it's I yeah. can't recommend it. Enough. It's fantastic. Uh, for me, uh, and I, I know I'm gonna be stealing Keith's. Yep. So I apologize. I have nothing now. Uh, Speed Racer. Yeah, that if you, the the two kind of big I, ones when that we were was coming the up. first one that yeah. I had ever seen. Me too. I didn't know anime. I didn't know it was just. You didn't know it was an, there was. I don't even know if the phrase anime was around. It, it was no, it, it was a exist. Japanese cartoon. It was I know. a Japanese cartoon. It was just uh, a cartoon. I never Racer even, X. I never recognized it as a uh, Japanese His cartoon. older brother Rex, who had gotten yes. into a fight with Pa. Yeah. <laughs> with his Pops. name was Greg Racer. They call him Speed. But, but you had... Uh, Pops. Twi- uh, Trixie and... Uh, Twaddle or whatever the fuck his name was. <laughs> Spritle and Spritle Chip Jim. Spritle and the who, Chip. Who was the mechanic? I don't remember. Sparky. Sparky, okay. Sparky, that yeah, I Pops. Pops. Uh, there was no moms. There were no moms. There were never moms. Oh, there was a mom. There was mom racer. No. No, seriously. She was in that. In the series. No. I don't think so. I don't so. remember Mom thought, Racer. Oh, okay, I could have swore she I was I remember in there. Uh, Racer X, who... Uh, he was the coolest one. He, he was, was the fucking coolest, coolest, coolest in the world. Speed. He was cool. He was always saving Speed's ass. He saved Speed's ass, and he didn't know it was his older brother, Rex. <laughs> <laughs> we thought died. <laughs> we thought died. We got into a fight with Pops. I can drive the way I want, Pops. That was fucking great. The car. Uh, the car was the cool. The car. Too. The Mach 5. All the... Oh. A, A through H. <laughs> oh, Jesus, man. And it was always something. It did, 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 did. Oh. <laughs> no, you're doing it wrong. There you go. <laughs> Fucking but great. I, so, but the... that was the first one for me. Okay. That's the big dog. I still love it. Um, okay. 
Keith, did you, did you take your speed? Yeah, number one. It, it was right. the one I ran home from school from. Yeah. when I was was in, when I was in so grade school. So that's the reason there's a slim I, trim Keith I right now is, is Japanese cartoons. School would get out, I would run home, and I get home just as the, he's spinning with the car spinning. Yes, he's like, good, I didn't miss it. All right, um, all right. Well, I'm gonna be the geek heretic again because I've already explained that I like the Blade Runner with the voiceover, but uh, so worldwide. <laughs> Uh, the Gundam series is a huge cultural thing. There's American fans and European fans and, of course, Japanese fans, stuff like that. I like my favorite Gundam series is the one that is the heretic. The There's more than once? <laughs> uh, I am actually, Gundam sucks. I'm actually a fan of uh, Mobile Fighter G Gundam, which is uh, harkens back no, to the I'm old... I'm out. G? Do you Mobile believe this guy? <laughs> Mobile Fighter G? Well, it harkens more back to the super robots like the Shogun Warriors and stuff like that. It's... Uh, it's instead of, you know, like, the, the Gundams are all about, like, these warring nations and the, the robot design and stuff. And this was very much a, a bit more simpler. Like, the United States had the boxer the boxer robot. The, Japan had the uh, the samurai robot. Uh, France had, like, the, the musketeer robot with the fencing, you know, sword and stuff like that. And it was like, it was like all the nations of the world were all these floating, like space stations and they all fought every five years or something for the whoever Gundam one was like in control of like the the territory or something like that the Gundam Olympics yeah it was essentially the Gundam Olympics it really was and then you know uh it uh there was like you know a story with it you know like the the, the melodrama within it was the the Japanese pilot his brother was uh uh co-opted by the devil Gundam army and stuff like that and it's <laughs> It's got some great robot designs. It's got great robot fights. It's got all the, you know, shining finger kind of like, you know, yes. superpowers and stuff like that. Uh, I own it. I've watched it the entire series three times. Elmo sword. Yeah, exactly. You got it. All right. So that's uh, that's our top three list. We got like a minute left on the clock. Any other mentions? Was Robotech? Robotech? Robotech. Uh, that was, uh, that was Brian a- one I think you, that you get a kick out of. There's one called the Big O. It was done, done by. So, it's not because of that. It was, why would I watch it? It's because it's uh, anime that was done by the one of the animation studios that did uh, Batman the Animated Series, and it is kind of like the Bruce Wayne with Alfred, and they've got their sidekick is a gal robot, and they have a giant robot, that, and it's got a film noir elements. I like it already. And, no Robin. You know, my only problem with anime is, and I love anime, and I've watched a lot of anime, is I never remember the fucking titles. Yeah, no, I think you get a kick out of this one. It's called The Big O. The Big O. Well, it, that one I'll remember. Yeah, and not Big O for the reason that you would think if of you O. you creepy, so. you get uh, Legend of the Do Overfiend. I find out about the O? It has none of the O that you're thinking of. Anyway. No, that's what I mean. Do we find out the mystery of the O? And we leave it at Well, that. we're going to leave that as a cliffhanger. Let us know what your favorite animes are. So, for the uh, main topic this week, uh, I'd normally throw up the spoiler alert before this, but I'm not sure I could spoil it because I'm not sure I understand the story. But we are talking uh, we are talking one of the greatest anime films, or one of the greatest actually animated films, not just anime uh, of all time, Akira. I'm gonna. I'm going to say yes. It is one of the greatest. All right. Well, thank um, you for agreeing. <laughs> no, you know I was no. thinking about it, but that changed the way that I watched yes. animated films. Right. No. And uh, so, uh, Cure came out in 1988. Uh, it was written and directed by Katsuhiro Otono, who is the actual author of the uh, the manga as well. Yes. So the comic yes. book. 
And uh, at the time, it was fi- it, they spent $5 million on it, and it was the most expensive animated film of all time. It was like uh, six, 160,000 frames or something. Yeah, it it's was... Twice as many frames as they usually use in, in movies. Oh. And um, on the rewatch, um, I will admit that I, the first time I saw this, I was in college, and I was chemically altered. Uh, I, that's the only thing I will admit to. But uh, I was really hoping that I, the, the on a re- recent rewatch where I was not chemically altered, that uh, I would understand the story better, and I don't. However, the art form of anime is at its height during this film. And they throw you right into it. Yeah, it, the whole thing. One of the we've, and I, I don't even know if I've published it yet, but we've we we talked about the greatest opening scenes of all time. This has one of the greatest opening sequences of all time. The motorcycle kind of fight with uh, a key, uh, with Kaneda's gang and the clowns. Yeah, is yeah. so like action packed and so like kinetic. Yes, that um. It, it it's it's breathtaking. It really is breathtaking. And and the the thing that jumps out at me that I think that they've taken, and this was a like a such a, a a high point of animation that I think a lot of like not only animation is is taking cues from it, but like you know this modern CGI is taking cues from it. But the the way that they uh, as the the motorcycles are peeling off, the way that they show the tail lights kind of streaking was yes. was I that just jumped out at me. It was like oh my god, like who thinks of that, you know? Yeah, it was Tron before Tron, and they didn't they didn't do it the entire time. They no. would just throw it in like he would he would skid out. Yeah, and all of a sudden the, the light you'd see the yeah, the light kind of yeah. tr- streak. Yeah, yes, had never seen any <clears throat> some of the angles that they used, and then just just how violent the fucking thing was. Oh well, that's I mean like the thing opens up and this guy's getting <clears throat> riddled with machine gun fire. Yes, there's like riots taking place. And if, if your exposure to, you know, animation in general was just Saturday morning cartoons or Disney films or whatever, it was like, oh my God. You it, know? Uh, it starts off with really the end of World War Three. Yes. What I thought was kind of interesting is it starts off with the end of World War Three, And then we go to present day, Jump which is New years. Tokyo 2019. Yeah. I, I noticed and that I, right away. Yeah. And I'm watching it going, where's my fucking cool bike? Yeah. Where's my flying car? Yeah, where's the giant two mile high skyscraper? Military industrial complex that goes seventy five feet into the ground and has fucking secret bunkers and telekinetic ugly kids. Oh Sarah. Where's ours? It's Sarah, you just don't get we one. Just, yeah, we just don't know it. <laughs> yeah. There were so many themes through this. Greed, uh fascism, yeah. Political yeah. corruption. Corporate corruption. Corporate corruption, uh political ineptness. This guy had something to say. Yeah. yeah. So the the movie, the the story is so fucking deep and layered. Yeah. That you really, well, uh, I, well, it, but, I mean, like I like to pride myself in. I could usually follow a story. I had trouble following this. The one. problem really is did. they don't give you enough to it. They give you a taste of everything, but they never give you the the meal. Well, you know what? It's like a thirty five hundred page manga. Oh, well, I know. I know. <laughs> you know, I read, the, I, read and and I read the manga. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, they had a lot in there, but. I'm just watching movies because I haven't read I've read manga since the eighties. Yeah, and I haven't seen the movie since the eighties. I've recently it. started recollecting it, the well, Marvel, the old Marvel. Watching it, watching it. Yeah, sometimes it's expensive. Yeah. Uh, watching it, it just kind of doesn't. It's like having a puzzle with 
key pieces missing. Yeah, no, they they never really give you the whole story. The whole story. Any... They sort of give you something. Yeah, they that, do. They give you at the end. They All give right, you. They well, give you okay, a, Brian. Then, to it. then please. I mean, like you tell us your take on this because I ha- I really had trouble following what was going on. Okay, so the ending of World War Three, the beginning where it starts, uh-huh. is the releasing of Akira. Okay. Who then dies. Okay. So they dissect him. Okay. And they put yep. him in different tubes at 917 Kelvin. <laughs> yeah. Which is close to absolute zero. So they yeah. keep him frozen. He's on ice. The big worry is that he's going to thaw. You don't know this in the beginning. So you have these children with the telekinetic powers. Well, you don't what, know he's dissected. You, you don't he, know he's dissected. You think he's just frozen down you, there. Yeah, you think they're keeping him frozen. Yeah. because And they don't, they don't let you know... Until three quarters of the movie, that Akira was World War Three. Yeah, that, and that's something I didn't pick that, up on. That, so that, I'm glad that, you explained that. Big that. explosion going through was Akira. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. okay. It's a, yeah, that was Akira. The big black bubble and it okay. Went I thought it was like a nuke or something. No, no, that was Akira. Yeah, I got all, that. All thought, all creation is energy. Okay, that I got from the the conversation that uh, right. Kay yeah. and, Akira and had. is the culmination of that. He's okay. the next step in, in evolution. Right. So he is just all that dead. energy. Okay. That's what he is. Okay. Uh, Tetsuo was Akira 2.0. Okay. Um, yeah, but they didn't show they didn't show really how he got that way. He's in the gang. They're born that way. Was it? No, his... they were. They were, no, because you go back and watch the end of the movie. He's triggered when he meets the. Uh, Subject 26. That's what triggers him. Yeah, but it, it looked like they were actually trying to alter them to make them into these weapons. They they refine them. But the, the that's why not everybody is See, that's where I didn't get, I didn't get why Tetsuo Olsen was... Because that. he was triggered when he met Subject 26. That's what triggered him. Okay. And that's the, the little... The little the gray guy. Green... Green kids. Yes. Green, green, gray kids. Yeah, there's the three kids. Yeah. Uh, 26, 25, and I don't know if you get a number on the kid in the chair. Uh, he's got, he's most likely 27 because Akira's 28. Is Akira 28? Yeah, above the door on Akira, it's a 28. 28, you're right. Because Keith's the numbers guy. So, yeah, so he was probably 27, I'm guessing, since they were all, at the end, they show them all together in that. Yes. You know, trying to move shit, and, yeah. And, uh. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, that, that was. So, Ted, you can choose how you use the power. Okay. I don't think Akira could, as I think what the problem was. And that's why they dissected them or whatever. Okay. Right. Yeah, to find out where, where they went wrong. Yeah, how, how, how they can recapture what he was able to do, but control it. Right. And what they're saying is you can never control it, which, uh, which was what the problem was with Akira. Um, the kids could only go so far. See, I assume that each generation, the the, the numbering, I, it seemed like they got stronger as the numbers went up. So that's why I thought it was all experiments. This experiment number twenty five, experiment twenty six, right. twenty seven, and twenty eight was a cure where they they hit it, hit what they wanted, but they couldn't control it. So that's why I didn't understand how, how Tetsuo has these powers without being experimented on. He was experimented on when they were showing him in the chamber. And they were injecting him with the chemicals and shit. But how was he triggered when he met the kid? That's what I don't understand. It was just meeting him. 
Okay. It was just them two coming into contact with each other. Okay. I, was what see, actually that, that didn't trigger. I never got that. I mean, right. Which is why they didn't take the other kids. Is because you're born that way. It's kind of one of those. Um, you have to be that thing. We all have cancer. All of us. How is that for a fun thought? But wow. No, because it's genetic. You have to trigger it in order to get cancer, in order to have cancer. But you carry it. It's a genetic thing. So these kids were genetically predisposed to being what they are. It was him, Tetsuo, meeting 26 that triggered who he was. Yeah, I didn't get that out of the And then they started to distill it. And that was the, the general saying, are you sure we should be doing this? And if we do it, can you control it? And the, the scientists, because of greed... Who's going to produce? Or else you're... <laughs> uh, justify that paycheck. And science with no ethics. Okay. Uh, they pushed him. And Tetsuo... Because she says it. You have a choice in how you can use the power. Tetsuo is out of control. He needs to be stopped. Because he's going to destroy. That's all he can do. Well, because he also had... Inferiority complex. He was. He was. He was. He was just that battered kid who wanted to strike out against people. He, he was, was fucking victim. Yes. He's just a fucking victim. That was all he was going to be. With city destroying telekinetic. Well, power. he didn't have them to begin with. Yeah, he didn't have them to begin with. And you know what? I think it's interesting that Canada, who was his protector and really his best friend, uh, he resented him for that. Yeah. Well, he's resented. He had to be protected by. Yeah. Canada or Canada? Canada. I go Canada. Canada. They yelled it enough. We should yeah, know that. We should. Canada! But the, Tetsuo, the last 20 Canada. minutes was literally Canada! Tetsuo! Tetsuo! Okay! How come they're interested in women that look like them? You know what? Here's here's where <laughs> I had. That threw me. That threw me off. Kay, Kay looks, looks just like, like Canada. Yeah. The, and that was one of the problems that I had in the film. Was that so many of the characters looked so similar? Yeah. Bill, the resistance guy, yeah, looked just like the current. Right. Yeah. And Ryu, yeah, right. Ryu wasn't his name the resistance guy. Yeah, the resistance guy was Ryu. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bill Ryu. That's that's close. That's Japanese Bill. <laughs> I thought it was Bill. Uh, so Ryu. Uh, I really didn't think it was Bill. <laughs> what a fucking idiot! Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, he uh he looked similar to the colonel, so there were a lot of characters that you kind of go, huh? And then they had the three little bimbos. I won't call them whores. Uh, well, you got to get one in every episode, well, so go ahead. You I, know, in in the movie, I just did. In the movie, there's guys <laughs> filling up girls, and it's like they're all over the place. Yeah, it it it's, really is a decadent society, and that's yes. what the the general. Is, is against yeah. is against, and what I think is interesting is is how fascistic it is. Um, Ooh, good word. Uh, I thought a lot of it related to what's going on today. Um, but anyway, rights and burning stuff and fascism and decadence. But this is a fun podcast, so we're not going to talk politics. I, uh, you know what I think that talking about. Uh, how it relates to today, I was surprised because it in 1988, it did strike, it struck, struck a chord. It did yeah. strike a chord. It's, it's, and I'm not going to go into off. everything it it's, does. But the fact that when it came out, uh, none of those things 
we we weren't going through any of those things and so uh as a matter of fact when it came out the world was a pretty fun place so now to look at the film that's set last year and to see uh so many parallels to what's going on today kind of makes you go huh yeah now i want the fucking cool bike because if i got to put up with the rest of that bullshit i want fucking and i want the red leather laser cannon and all that kind of stuff uh but um, it was a year off, just like Back to the Future. <gasps> so he reassembles Takira, which we or Akira, we knew that was going to happen. As soon as we saw him in pieces, yeah, we knew that it yeah. was. You, you kind of, yeah, you kind of smelled that coming, yeah. Uh, you think you'd leave a piece somewhere else? A piece, you know, you'd have him spread out. <laughs> and it looks like, it, for me, he took him to the beginning of the universe. They were, or they were. I I took it as they were. They were starting their own universe. They, they were yeah. beginning of a new universe, a new, the new Big Bang. Which you gotta wonder, because they shrink down. So I I was picturing a subatomic universe. I was picturing they started our universe. Ah, I don't know. That is open it's to interpretation. It's Doctor Manhattan all over again. Yes. Uh, could the universe be there without them? Probably not. How did it exist before them? It didn't. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, Tetsuo was was that power uh, unchecked. Yeah, he and and uh, emotionally he wasn't able to, uh, which is what they kept talking that, about. That, that's I think why they originally were going with kids because you could you'd have more influence on the kids. Yes, that's why I didn't understand why they were doing it with him because he was already damaged goods. Because you don't uh, give. Damaged goods, you know, rocket launcher. Because it was convenient, and uh, he appeared. Uh, it it was the ultimate uh, '80s. I'm I'm a I'm a kind of a geek, and then I become real popular, so I become an asshole, and then I learn from my mistakes, and I grow as a person, and find out that my real friends were my real friends, and these other people were not my real friends, and and I go back to being with them. Uh, but Ooh, you don't ever look get... at the big brain wow. on Brian. We, wow, we're still talking about the movie. It's yes, but you personal. don't. What you don't get is uh, I go with my friends. <laughs> I learned that I'm an asshole. Tatsuo never did. Yeah. So they actually just stopped him. Akira really doesn't appear in it all that much. No. No, he's only in the, like the last quarter of the movie or whatever. But. Not, and even, even then, I, you know what? I, I don't know that he has three minutes of screen yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, but you get the feeling that the government leaked out the information on Akira as World War Three because he becomes a cult. Yeah. And what I what I really enjoyed is that all of the all of the things that everybody was fighting for were all fucking destroyed. You know, you yeah. have the Akira cult. Yeah. That you watch all die on that bridge. Yeah. Uh, for at at Tetsuo's hand. Uh, the government turn on each other. Bill slash Ryu (laughs) takes out his corporate overlord. He was government. Well, who's the guy? Because he was sitting in the the parliament. Yeah, the super parliament. Yeah. He was the one when the general said, I'm leaving. Yeah. And he turned and walked out. He was smiling. He was the little weasel guy. And then the sleeping politician. You're talking about the short politician. Yes. Okay. He might be yeah, that rat face looking yeah. guy, the little rat face guy yeah. who has the heart attack. Yeah, trying to get his pills. He might have been Bill. Ryu was the the one who was with K. Yeah, yeah, it's like the the. That I keep calling Bill. Okay, because fuck y'all, I'm calling him Bill. 
all of that, all of the things that, that were important to these people or that define these people were torn away. Yeah. And they were destroyed in the process. Uh, except for uh, Kaneda and uh, Kay, who you think end up together. Because why wouldn't you? They've been forged in muck and blood. They look just alike. And they, they looked alike. So their children... <laughs> They're meant to be together. Their children are going to look like them. But the other poor kid who drove the shitty bike... Yeah. <laughs> he didn't get a woman. No. And well... Tetsuo's woman's still there. So. No, Tetsuo's oh, no, woman squished. died. You're right, she got squished. She yeah. got absorbed. In, in Tetsuo. Yeah, she got absorbed, <laughs> which sick. was just a horrific way for that character who had yeah. nothing good. Yeah. yeah. There was just... Nothing happened to her good. Nothing good happened to her. There was an attempted rape. There was a beating. They beat the fuck out of her. Yeah. And that was my only problem with the movie is they beat the living shit out of her and she looks like she's gotten the shit kicked out of her. And then she walks up and then she turns and then she doesn't have the shit kicked out yeah. of her anymore. Did you forget to animate her that way? That way? I mean, they heal fast. In, in, in 2019, heal. people feel, heal fast. <laughs> they heal fast. There's just so much about it. Well, and okay, so again, me not having trouble following the story, I turned into the art guy in this one. Like, I was watching this, like, amazed. And I was trying to think of it sort of, like, through the lens of the 80s. Like I said, if you were used to Disney films where, you know, that was considered top-line animation, this blew that oh. away. Oh, yeah. The, the depth and the, the... The scope of it. I mean, like, just, like, the backgrounds. Like, the city being, like, I don't know, Mega City 1 or something, where, they, they, like, the skyscrapers are, like, miles high, and there's... Thousands of windows on depth. There's, there's there's different types of buildings. This is a, a cut and paste where we have a bunch of different same yes. buildings. Everything right. looked different. Well, no, and then again, I, I had kind of made mention that there are some tropes in this that I think carried over to like modern, like even CGI science fiction, like the whole like. I mean, they did this in one of the Superman, more modern Superman movies. Like he goes to take off and he does like the super, you know, like the the the, the fists on the ground and like the little pebbles around him start floating. Yeah, and that was like this might have been the first time that they kind of like put that into people's heads. You know what? How they showed his powers manifest, where you would get like a sphere. Yeah, and it was just like the destruction was like round. Yes, but you didn't see the actual like glow. You never saw any of the, the manifestation, the physical never. But but the but the way that the world reacted to yeah, it was un, well, that was just a masterclass in animation. Yes. Um, there's the part where, like, he's breaking out of the hospital, and, like, the two orderlies and, like, the doctor come up to him, and they just disintegrate, like, disintegrate. I mean, it oh, was yeah. like... Get back in your room. You can't be out of your room, and, and the doors... Just, and then they just turned into, like, clouds of blood. It was... I was like, oh, my God. Yes. Uh, and that just... That was just after the whole, um, Spunk Bunny... Oh yeah, Spunk which bear. There was yeah, there was a couple of yeah, like weird like hallucinogenic scenes in this where it was like now that's what I remember in college going like oh holy yeah, crap you know a bunch of weird visions that were freaky as hell. But you know what was interesting about it was that it was it it really played to that's what a child would come up with. Yeah, you know that was their defense. Uh, was the, the building the giant killer stuffed animals out of the yes. toys in the room type yes. of thing? Well, no, and then there's another like when Kaneda is escaping from the ho or uh, Tetsuo is escaping from the hospital, and he like teleports. He literally teleports out, and it's like it's almost like he, he they create this like singularity because all like the floating rocks in the room all kind of like yes smashed together in like the point where he was standing, and it was like who thinks like like. 
what a what a brilliant creator this guy is that he thinks of something like that. Tetsuo in the bar when he goes in and wants the pills. Yeah, that was deranged. I mean, yeah. Yeah, how how dark can you get? Just that scene perfectly described who he became. Yeah. Because he kills the one kid. Yeah. He really, he destroys everything that made him him. Yeah. No, yeah, that's a good point. But, but to go back to the, to the teleportation, he teleports out of the hospital and he's high above the city and starts falling and he's like, oh, I could do this now? Yeah. Uh, him discovering his powers and what he can do with them. The battle in the, the, uh, baby room. Oh, yeah. Where he waves his hand and all of a sudden the ground just... Well, yeah, and then, like, that might have been the first time that they, 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 they use that kind of, that trope that's so common now, you know. What's cool is it makes a force bubble indents against the ceiling in the yes. Yeah, we were just, it's we were, a, yeah, a, we, okay. to, to, yeah, that was, uh, uh, and then, like, the whole, trans, like, he loses his arm, and he, he draws in all the mechanical stuff to yes. make the mechanical arm, and then it's kind of leeching into the, the, the throne he's sitting As in. he's losing, yeah. uh, control. control. Yeah, it starts leeching into the chair, and then... It goes to absorb people. And, and he absorbs the girl, who, again, what a shitty fucking life she yeah. had. Uh, yeah, and then he, he like, transmogrifies, for lack of a better... And, like, he just... It, it, it's, like, the most grotesque, like, transformation. And I thought it was interesting within that transformation where he starts screaming, Help me, Canada. Yeah. yeah. Or Canada. Yeah. Canadian. Uh, Canadian. Help me, eh? Help me. But then he reverts back because yeah. now it's become too much and he doesn't know what to do and now it's help me. Uh, and he goes right back to the person he wanted to destroy for helping him. The laser fight and the fact that he couldn't deal with lasers I thought was interesting. Yeah. Oh, no, when like the, when the, the military first unleashes the lasers on like the rioting crowd and they, they kind of show like the guy get cut in half, that was like... Well, that's not like a, a Star Wars blaster, is it? Man, they really... I mean, it was like, wow, you know, like, yeah. it was brutal. Yeah, there was a... Uh, the the violence in this... Oh, it was just fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, and then to end it with, uh, they all go. And uh, saving... Uh, Kaneda. No, Kaneda. Because the kids realize that once he goes in, he can't come out. And maybe the three of them together can yeah. help yeah. just save him. That's all. Just save yeah. him. I thought it was interesting. Help save him and together they can they can stop this horrible thing from happening. Yes. It, it, it's basically save everyone, but mostly get Kaneda they want, out. Yeah, or... they get Kaneda out because he would be uh, destroyed within this. But uh, And then the general. I thought it was interesting, the relationship between the little girl and the general. And there was more there. Yeah, like you could yeah. tell he really cared about yeah. her. Yes. Yeah. And she really cared about him. The kids weren't bad. You're kind of meant to believe that these kids are causing all of this. Um, they're more like the byproduct of all of this. They're the yeah. byproduct. And they're kids. Yeah. And and you get that in points. You know, you yeah. have this wisdom that's well beyond mortal man. But then you get that they're kids. Yeah. Uh, and that's done so well. Yeah. It was. It, it's an intense little fucking story. It is. It is well, yeah. No, when you explaining this, actually, you had a better, a better grasp of it than I did. So, oh, and I could be wrong. I, could I, be, yeah. I actually I, you think know, you're spot on. To be perfectly I, I honest just, with you, I still respect how prophetic it was as far as what's yeah. going on. 
I want to say, I don't know how far out they they picked the Olympics, but they had the Olympics in, tw- in 2020 Tokyo. Olympics yeah. were in Tokyo. Yeah. Supposed that's, to be kind of, that's actually kind of weird. And, and wow. it, was, it was in, in Tokyo there. They were just building the Olympic Stadium. Yeah, so, that's I mean, kind of wild. That, that, that just that sort of thing, which I don't think they think 32 years out. Like, where's the 20, I don't think so either. Where's the 2052 Olympics? I mean, you, it's four years, so... Yeah, I know. They think they, they think outside the box. They plan out for a degree, but yeah, I don't think yeah, they plan don't out think, years. They, they, yeah, they don't. Yeah, but so that no, would, because they, even then you still have to bid for yeah, it, and, and you have to get it because we were <coughs> opting for the last Olympics, weren't we? You know what? And I was thinking about that, and I wasn't sure. And yeah, you're right. It's the 2020 Olympics were there. We're, we're supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, and and the unrest, the civil unrest, and the things that are going on. Yeah. And just because the Olympics won't in in uh, Kira, they're not going to have the Olympics in 2020 because. Everything's destroyed, and we're, we didn't have it. So, it's just it's just or weird. Maybe it will be in Japan in twenty twenty. <laughs> oh, in twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty. What is twenty twenty one? Twenty twenty one. Maybe they have the cool bikes in Japan. I don't know. I don't yeah. see Japanese videos. You, can, uh, you need to go there. Yeah, the the parallels to today is almost scary. Yeah, some of them, uh, are, and uh, some of them I didn't even pick up. Yeah, that is yeah. that's really wild. I mean, that's really wild. But it really did set America onto the anime. I mean, we yeah, had, this we had a... stuff before, like we mentioned in our top three, Speed Racer, you know, G-Force and all this other stuff. But nothing that impacted the way Akira did. No, Akira, I... Akira really set up the American market for anime. Yeah. No, I think this is... I think you can definitely credit this film with creating that appetite for... Yeah. for, for uh, you know, we like we started with it, but I think this this perfected it. Well, yeah. You know? And the weird part is, we our generation actually did start with it, and now kids grow up with it. And, and they, they, they it's it's some of their major consumption amongst kids is anime. Yeah. Well, and uh, just to talk about manga beating the American comic book market in America. Yeah. Manga is still doing better. <clears throat> oh, of course. Overall, yeah. than American comic books, uh, the depth to which they take. You know, as we talked about some of the other stories that we we uh, attack on Titan. Yeah. Um, this, yeah. Trigon. Yeah. Um, the stories and, and the layers to which they, the creators, get into is amazing to me. Uh, and taken more seriously than we take... Oh yeah, Any no other stuff. No, yes. manga in Japan is not a bunch of fifty-year-old guys living in their parents' basements collecting it. It's everybody. Yes, like women read it. Old people, young people, businessmen. It's read on the trains all the time. It it, it is a, a cultural thing. Yeah, where at the time, especially in the eighties, you know, it was uh, you were closet comic collectors. Yes, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't be sitting on a train or in an airport reading comics. You know what people don't realize. Is that uh, being a geek wasn't always cool? Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, we're cool now. We're fucking <laughs> we've, all, we've always been cool. They just caught up with us. Yeah, we're just we're ahead trendsetters. Of the we're like Akira. We're way ahead. <laughs> all right. Well, that being said, gentlemen, uh, we typically give a, a film a star rating. So, what's the uh, what's the star rating on this one? Oh, five. I, I think just because of its place in history and everything, five. Yeah. It still it still stands up. I still think it's one of the best. Oh yeah, but I don't think that we get Miyazaki without in America without. Oh, I don't think you get. We don't get most of the things we. Get. I th- don't think you get modern CGI 
without this film. You don't get the Matrix. You don't oh, get yeah. anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah, five-star film, guys. Uh, check it out. Let us know what you think. Is there an anime movie or series that you want the geeks to check out? Let us know on Facebook or Twitter. Thanks for listening, and hey, keep on geeking on.